You're listening to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Dr. Ji Hung at Missouri S&T is developing fiber optic sensors that can be used in harsh and extreme environments. Anthony Morbeth has more on this. Dr. Hung, uh, nice to have you. There's actually a few projects you're working with. Well, it's actually uh, $14 million from multiple uh, federal governments. So we, we do have a few projects working with, uh, founded by Army Research Office. Uh, regarding developing fiber optic sensors for chemical threat detection. And then we do have some several other multi-million dollar products from, founded by uh, Department of Energy uh, focusing on developing a fiber optic sensor for you know, high temperature, harsh environment. Which I think is really interesting because harsh and extreme conditions and high temperature environments can can have a lot of different uh, applications. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this. Um, the You said uh, high temperatures? Yeah. So when I say high temperature, it means you know, several different temperature range. For example, if we are talking about, uh, talking about steel, uh, steel making temperature, so it's roughly around 1600 degrees C. So you can melt, you can, you know, you can melt uh, stainless steel, for example. So you know, you know, think about steel making industry, they do use a, a whole bunch of sensors to gather some data so that it can better con- you know, do their strategic con- you know, control to make better products, for example. And uh, for those harsh environments, we are actually developing another different type of sensor using optical fiber rather than the traditional uh, type of sensor. Optic fiber is typically, you can imagine optic fiber as a, for example, like a a human hair or like a fishing line. It's pretty small size and uh, it's made of silica glass. So you can consider optic fiber as a pure insulating material, silica glass material. And it's pretty robust. You can you can stretch it just like a fishing line. And we design different type of sensors you know, on that fishing line. And we can do, for example, distributed temperature measurement along the fishing line uh, or string measurement along the fishing line so that you can basically wrap wrap the fiber on some, you know, for example, uh, casting mode and to map out the, the temperature distribution of the casting mode so that it, it can guide the uh, steelmaking uh, industry to you know get gather interesting information so that they can do better controls and so that's one of the advantage uh, because it's made of silica glass or some other crystal material it has ultra high melting point and so it can withstand high temperature the other advantage if you think about optic fiber is that uh, because of the insulating material you don't have to worry about uh, for example high voltage environment so it is actually completely immune to electromagnetic interference and so you can embed the fiber, for example, in a uh, induction induction coil like uh, furnace. So that in, in in those type of furnace, you you don't you don't want to put a ther- traditional thermocouple in the furnace to measure temperature, because you don't want to generate a, a, a large heat or or generate some signal that will be influenced by the induction coil. And so in this case, we can embed optic fiber in in the induction furnace and to map out the temperature distribution of the furnace. I think it's interesting. You mentioned uh, one of the uses, it's immune to electrical interference. And what I immediately think of is a couple of things. Number one, you hear in the news all the time the the ever-looming threat of a potential EMP attack on electromagnetic pulse or also uh, interference through sunspots and how that could potentially affect signals from radio, signals for television, and obviously the satellite signals for uh, our, our cell phones as well as the internet and things like that. I think you had a very good point. 
So because of the, this uh, particular advantage, you know, immune to EMI, and uh, you can imagine you can embed the fiber in in a in a, in a battery, for example, inside the battery to map out the battery distribution, the temperature distribution. You don't want to put a, a metal-based thermocouple into the battery to get the temperature, so that you can you can you know some sort of predict if you, your battery is, is still useful. And then I know some scientists they are developing optic fiber sensors to to measure to measure temperature, strain, or or even electric field because it is not immune. It is immune to electromagnetic interference. They are in actually deploying optic fiber on the moon on the moon surface. Imagine a moon surface, a lunar surface. You do have sometimes a high voltage environment. Sometimes you have a, even electric plasma. So for those environments, you don't want to use traditional sensor to, to even measure temperature. So in this case, optic fiber sensor is, is actually a good candidate for those type of application. I'm glad you brought that up specifically because that was going to transition into my next question. Because when I was originally reading this article, the immediate thing that crossed my mind was space exploration and the possibility of, uh, for example, using that to monitor like the surface of the moon and even using that to monitor the planet Mars, because I know that uh, NASA and the federal government have mentioned over the past couple of years, they eventually want to send humans to Mars and and the possibility that that at one time used to have water and things like that. And what I think of is this uh, fiber optic technology could allow scientists such as yourself to be able to look at that and be like, hey, uh, previously not being able to figure out this uh, type of information. Yeah, this is actually a very good point. You remind me of another technology based on optic fiber. It's called optic fiber Raman spectroscopy. So basically it's a it's a Raman spectroscopy based on a, a optic fiber probe that can uh, fingerprint water molecules. So imagine you are on Mars, you, you just want to know if there's water. You don't want to grab the data, grab the, the sample, and then put it in, in a lab and use a, a traditional benchtop system to analyze if, if it is water or not. So basically, people have already developed a, a so-called a remote fiber optic Raman probe. So basically, you just put the probe inside the water, inside the sample, and then you get the backscattered Raman signal. And then you can analyze the backscattered Raman signal um, regarding the Raman scattering spectrum. You can actually fingerprint or correlate the spectrum with uh, water molecules. It's actually an interesting technology that can be used for, for space application. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Dr. Ji Hung. He's an endowed associate professor of electrical engineering at Missouri S&T. He helped secure over $14 million to develop fiber optic sensors for harsh and extreme conditions. So let's talk a little bit more about this. Why is fiber optics so important, especially with the ever-changing technology we're currently in? Uh, one of the advantages is so-called distributed sensing. Imagine, so optic fiber communication, you, you probably heard about it. The reason why we have internet is actually because of optic fiber communication. What we did right now is to use optic fiber for a sensing application. So imagine you have a like a one kilometer long fiber. So we can actually develop, for example, 10,000 temperature sensors along that one kilometer long fiber to so that you can get temperature measurement, you know, along the one kilometer long fiber like 10,000 temperature measurement points. So in this case, you can do a really spatially distributed temperature measurement. And imagine you have a, for example, 10 miles of fiber, 
and we can develop, for example, 10,000 strain gauges along the optic fiber. Then you attach the fiber to a to a bridge, and then you can do strain distribution measurement for that bridge. And then you know this is actually pretty critically important, pretty important to uh, for structural health monitoring. So you don't want to really embed 10,000 traditional strain gauges and then use whatever like a 20,000 wires to connect it to the uh, interrogator. So one piece of fiber to do a distributed string measurement for structural health monitoring. That could be a, a interesting technology. So as we bring this conversation to a close, I could sit and talk with you all day about this subject because I think that this is absolutely fascinating. But unfortunately, time prevents us from doing that. So I'll, I'll bring this question up for a conclusion and that is, uh, what does the future hold for this type of fiber optic sensor technology? Okay, I, I think uh, even though we talk about a lot of advantages, there are some drawbacks. For example, the uh, the interrogation circuit board or the, the interrogator, we call it interrogator, is still uh, pretty high cost, a little bit expensive. The reason is that you, you at the minimum, you need some light source. And most of the time you need a laser light source. A laser may cost like 500 bucks or $1,000. So I think if we can drastically reduce the cost of a laser or even a photo detector, that may, in, the, in the next few decades, that will, you know, we can, the a fiber optic sensor will definitely can dominate the, uh, the market. Another interesting thing we didn't really talk about it is actually we use optic fiber to measure a chemical gas. So basically, we use a, a special material that can be a gas absorber. We put that uh, gas absorber at the end of the fiber. Imagine at the end of a uh, human hair, for example. And then it can actually measure chemical threats, for example, chemical gases. Now, there's another interesting application. Imagine a, a, this is called a dog's nose. A dog's nose consists of a whole bunch of uh, sensors in, in a dog's nose. And nowadays, a sniffing dog can really can detect even human cancer and uh, or Parkinson's disease. Imagine you, you you can assemble, for example, a thousand optic fibers with different type of chemical uh, gas sensors at the fiber tip. The total size is just like a dog's nose. And then you... You do a large-scale clinical trial. Maybe we can develop a so-called electronic nose, similar to a dog's nose, that can diagnose human diseases. What immediately crosses my mind when you mentioned that was uh, potentially um, for those serving in the military, like on the battlefield, and and dangerous gases and and things like that that they've had to experience and or deal with over the years, and even possibly uh, detect uh, like minefields and things like that. Yes. Yes, you can use a special material. Right now, we are using a material called metal organic frameworks. It's a it's a crystallized material with, with a whole bunch of pores, nano pores. So uh, they are you know, moth. It's called moth. Moth is um, currently commercially available. You can buy thousands of different type of moth. There are some special moth that can be designed to absorb like uh, explosive uh, smells or gas molecules. So once we attach the moth, moth crystal on the fiber end face to form an optic fiber sensor, as long as the, the, as the moth crystal absorb chem, uh, chemical threat, and then we can tell you do have uh, like explosive molecules ar around the optic fiber. So it's a, this can be used for military applications. Dr. G. Hung, an endowed associate professor of electrical engineering at Missouri S&T, here on Show Me Today. And this is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.